0: Realising that I was different, I suppose, to other children did take a few years because every child thinks they're the same until little things happen. And, uh, one very poignant memory I have was when I was going up to um, see my consultant, uh, Dr. Hugh in the matter, as I did a couple of times a year. I was getting the train and said to my father, you know, I'd love to be a train driver sometime. And My father more or less said that that wouldn't happen. He would be of the view that, you know, the time had arrived that I needed to realise my limitations. I suppose that was to start to realising that perhaps, you know, it wasn't going to be straightforward and that other people's ambitions may not necessarily be mine.
1: Martin didn't become that train driver, but he did end up steering, steering the country at Leinster House.
2: Thank you,
0: Senator Martin. Conway? Seanad Éireann
1: consists of 60 senators from all over the country and from different walks of life. They are considered by many to be the hidden face of Irish politics. Martin Conway is a Fine Gael senator, a senator with a difference.
0: But I'm a person who was somebody who benefited, I suppose, some an integrated education ser- service, although I was a person with a severe and have a severe disability in terms of attending integrated school. and um,
1: He has spent just over a talk- year as a member of the Houses of the Oireachtas. In April 2011, the 37-year-old Clareman won a seat in the Shannad on the administrative panel and is the Fine Gael spokesperson on Disability and Equality. With just 16% sight, he is the first visually impaired Oireachtas member in living memory.
0: My political ambitions would have stemmed, I suppose my father had a deep interest in politics. He was involved in Fine Gael when I was a child. Um, I would admit met Gareth Fitzgerald. I think I, there's a photograph somewhere of me sitting on Gareth Fitzgerald's knee. My father, I would describe as being probably an unelected county councillor for many years. He would have had people coming in on a very regular basis that would have had difficulties and he would have been ringing the local TDs and in many cases would have rang the departments directly. I saw that as a child and it had a profound influence on me because I saw how happy people were when a problem was solved. I would see them coming into our kitchen table at home and my father would be helping him draft a letter and a response might come back and it'd be in again the following week with the negative response at which point he would ring Madeleine Taylor Quinn or some other TD and two weeks later they'd land in and say well that came true and I just can remember the excitement and the absolute happiness in people when things worked out
3: Hi there How are you?
0: This is the main street. So Ennis Diamond is two streets, Main Street and Church Street, um, the square in the middle. I'm from County Clare, a beautiful town called Ennis Diamond, which is two miles from the seaside resort of hinch I was born in 1974 on the 8th of April. After about three or four weeks, my family realised that I had a difficulty with my eyes a significant difficulty congenital cataracts which i got from my father who he in turn got from his father so it was an intergenerational difficulty i suppose at the back of my parents minds they would have always known that there was a chance and a big risk given the fact that my father had it and his father had the same condition but they were always hoping against hope that it wasn't going to happen
1: martin's parents had been married over a year and had just taken over the family business.
0: There would have been a family history in the retail business and then the a but my father effectively was starting all over again, and resources wouldn't have been very plentiful. I was very fortunate in one sense that at least my father had knowledge of the condition, because he had the same difficulties when he was a child, and he was determined at that stage that I would get the best possible care and the best possible medical support, which he believed from his research, was in London. Um, back in 1974, there certainly wasn't any major advances in uh, optemic surgery in Ireland, but people from all over Europe went to a guy by the name of Casey, Dr Casey, originally from Newcastle West in Limerick, and he was operating in London. And um, my father at that stage insisted that... I go for a consultation, which was organised. So I would have grown up in Church Street. The original shop where I would have been born and grew up was here, uh, which is the old G. Conway. G. Conway was... An uncle of my father's and uh, he had a shop there again he had an eyesight difficulty and um, my father then inherited uh, the business from from his uncle and um, he i suppose reinvigorated it back in
3: 1973.
1: martin's wife Bree Hanafy, originally from kildare now runs the shop most of her spare time is taken up with helping Martin with his work.
4: You and me in Eight yours, is it? Yeah. With plus, James? No, Do I, I don't want to plus, no plus. Okay. A small shop like ours, you have every sort of person coming in, all backgrounds, all professions or non-professions and so on. So they're giving you a good feeling of what, what they think the government is doing or what Martin's doing. So they actually a great barometer of how people are thinking.
1: Breed is small and of a slight build. Martin is tall and broad.
0: Breach, my wife, would be probably my greatest supporter, but she'd also be one of my fiercest critics. I'd best describe her really as the loyal opposition, if that makes any sense.
1: Martin's parents, Carmel and Sean, recently moved house when they were packing, they came across some letters, which were to reveal a lot to Martin about the first year of his life, when he was brought to London for six major operations on his eyes.
5: 135 Harley Street, London W1, 30th July 1974. Dear Mr Conway, I will be glad to see your baby on Thursday 15th August at 12.45pm at Hillingdon Hospital, 1st Floor, Outpatients you will be able to get the next plane to Shannon without difficulty. I would like you to install drops in both eyes of the baby at 10am, 11am and 12 noon on the 15th of August and I enclose a prescription. Yours sincerely, T.A. Casey.
1: At the time, Sean wrote detailed letters to Dr. Casey outlining the situation with Martin.
2: My communication with Dr. Casey was by letter. He was an incredibly busy man. And... uh, Having researched a bit about him myself, I wanted to get the best possible man I could to operate for Martin because I was acutely aware that the best man had to do the first operation. Otherwise, the exercise could be futile. So Martin and myself headed for London. Martin was about three months old. Went to Shannon and uh, went off to... London Heathrow Airport, and I saw Mr. Casey in Hillingdon Hospital in Middlesex. And he looked at him, and he told me he had a problem, and that he would be able to do a fair bit for him. But he'd have to be back in England before he was six months. He put my finger on a little opening on the top of his head, and he said, if that closes, forget about it. But however I worked to that agenda, and I am matured, despite the difficulties were to encounter. I'm not sure that Martin was going to be in London in time to avail of everything that was possible to
5: have done for him so. 15th of August 1974. Dear Mr Conway, I was glad to see you and your baby Martin and hope that you had no difficulty in getting to London Airport. I would like to reassure you that with modern treatment there is no reason why your baby should end up partially sighted like you but I would like to emphasise that the treatment is complicated and a number of operations may be necessary. A number of complicated patients are sent to me from Ireland and have their medical expenses paid by their local council. You will no doubt know whom to contact. I would prefer if your wife would accompany the baby while he is in the hospital. Yours sincerely, T.A. Casey. There was no in these days and I conducted the whole thing I had a small, I have it all the time
2: actually, it's of sentimental value now and it's down over the shop and a window set, a small, royal typewriter, manual one. I taught myself to tip around there. Church Street, Ennis Diamond, County Clare.
0: The 29th of August, 1974. Dear Dr Casey, I thank you for your letter of the 15th of this month and I was very much relieved with the reassurance you gave me. I would be obliged if you would make the necessary arrangements to have the baby admitted to Hillington Hospital. We have no friends in the immediate area of London and my wife is a little fearful about making the journey alone. However, my wife's mother is a qualified nurse and will accompany the baby. I have taken up the question of the medical fees with the Midwestern Regional Health Board and they have agreed to help in the matter, but to what extent, they did not say. I look forward to hearing from you at your convenience. Yours sincerely, Sean Conway.
4: Martin, are you ready?
1: Before becoming a senator, Martin spent the last seven years as a local councillor for North Clare. He now has to adjust to a new way of life as a national politician spending three days a week in Dublin to attend the Shannad.
3: it was me leaving here, it's like, um, how would you describe it? It's, it can be a marathon event. a marathon
4: event, There's a big issue really with Martin seeing how clothes work, so colours and what tie goes with what shirt and can I wear that shirt with that suit. So it's almost like having a child and you have to set out, will you wear this tie with this shirt and you wear that shirt with this suit. So before Martin goes to Dublin on a Tuesday, we'd have to go through the shirts he's wearing for the week and the different ties. So I'd hang each tie with, with each individual shirt, so there's no chance of getting mixed up. Um, and typically, then when he comes back at the weekend, you still have to check him on what he's wearing because he could have any combination of clothes together. I've got one or two in my First, Have you got
3: so. the purple one, purple and white? No,
4: in the office. i bring that one then.
0: Two of those shots there. I just found you one more. In my business, you get up in the morning. And you, you could be on the six o'clock news by that evening. So that's why you always have to have a base level of being. I suppose appropriately turned out that if you have to go on television that you're in a position to do so and obviously when you speak in the Shannon and the Order of Business there is a possibility you'll be on a rock to support that night so therefore you you, you have to suppose appear appropriately anyway The the Not being able to drive is a huge disadvantage when you're a politician in a rural constituency like County Clare. You you. No. No, the allowed, yeah. To do my job as a councillor who couldn't drive, I suppose I was fortunate in the sense that I did have my wife who would bring me to appointments in the evening time when she'd finish work or public meetings or if I had to go to an event on a Saturday or a Sunday. And um, I had other people as well, neighbours and friends. And, and the councillors themselves were fantastic at the time.
1: Martin's disability isn't very obvious so few people realise the severity of his vision impairment. This can be a problem when so much of politics is about meeting the public. People often think he's ignoring them, unaware that he can't see a familiar face across the street, or know if someone is waving at him.
0: A a sighted person would look at somebody like myself and they'd wonder... You know what's the story in the sense that I don't use any of the traditional aids that you'd see a visually impaired person with in the sense that I don't have a guide dog, I don't have a, a white cane, I don't wear black shades. But um, I suppose my difficulty in the sense is that I have enormous difficulty reading script in terms of small print. And I suppose that's where my vision difficulties tend to be at their worst are trying to identify detail within a particular environment. Whereas, I suppose, going around and um, making my way and the streets and that isn't as big a challenge because my eyesight is at its best in that type of environment. Now, I can miss detail and all of that, but overall, I, I'm pretty okay in, in terms of my independence.
1: Now,
3: here
0: we are the Junction. So, we'll change here and um, get on the Cork train. Four bags, so a laptop, iPad, suitcase, suit bags. But I did go to school in integrated education. Again, an ambition of my parents that I would stay at home and grow up at home. Now, there were no special needs assistants there, so the facility for learning Braille was never there. But there were wonderful teachers. Like, they they knew the difficulties. But I was lucky I was bright and I could pick up and... um, All of that. So I did show potential at that stage that at least I did have an academic capability. Obviously, not being able to read properly, it's very hard to learn how to spell properly. And even to this day, to a large extent, I spell phonetically. I found Irish particularly difficult. I found reading the blackboard practically impossible. Even that sitting in the front of the class, it was still almost impossible. But I did pick up a lot. I, you know, it, it's kind of a contradiction in a way. I still, I still learnt, even though I couldn't read the blackboard. Certainly, I developed a love of the English language from using my ears as opposed to my eyes, because again, not being able to see the formulas on the board. But the teachers did all they could to supplement, and um, you know, things were written out for me, and I did learn how to type in secondary school. While I wrote my junior cert uh, intra cert as it was back then, I typed my leaving cert, and it wasn't on a PC, it was on a typewriter.
1: Martin was determined to go to university and went on to study arts in UCD, where he managed by recording lectures on a dictaphone, and went from using a typewriter to a computer. He sourced some books on tape, and for others, he was able to magnify the text on print enhancing machines in the library. The college also had volunteers who would read to visually impaired students.
0: When I went to college then and studied politics and joined Young Fine Gael, and it wasn't automatic that I would join Young Fine Gael, but at the time it was the best option, and um, I met Breach while in college. I met her through politics. I met her in my first week in UCD. Uh, we were queuing up to vote in a student union election, and we got talking and um, went through the usual chit-chat when you start in college. Where are you from? What societies did you join? And she said, Young Fine I said, nothing wrong with that. I joined Young Fine as well. So we became firm friends. And after a good number of years, uh, I persuaded her to go out with me and she moved to Clare in oh five and it became very much, you know, she understood politics and understood the demands of politics, which was a huge advantage. She also had a pair of eyes, which was a huge advantage as well. So a lot of people would see Breach as having played a pivotal role really in the delivery of the service that the Martin Conway brand and art Clare has done over the last seven years at this stage.
5: He's about to call out the first count in the ennis diamond electoral area. ennis electoral area,
2: following is the result of count number one. Arkins-Joe Fine one thousand three hundred and eighty-two, one three eight two. 1,382, 1382. Conway-Martin Fine one thousand eight hundred and twenty, one eight two zero. 1,820, 1820. Flanagan-Marie, Green Party, 757.
0: I would have had political ambitions, I suppose, as much to be a TD as to be a, a senator, but uh, I suppose one goes hand in hand. And um, that interest developed to such a degree that I actually contested the 1999 local elections in Clare. And I performed exceptionally well, but just missed a seat. So I continued, I suppose, the interest and the desire and won in all four and won again in 2009, and won very successfully in 2009. I topped the poll, which was the first time a Fine Gael candidate in North Clare had, had topped the poll, exceeding the quota in a long, long time.
5: And As you heard it there, Martin Conway of Fine Gael elected, uh, topping the poll and elected to Clare County Council in the ennis Diamond electoral area on the first count. Clare FM's Trudy Waters Triumph. is with Martin uh, right now. Maybe she could have a word with him.
1: Martin, congratulations. Thanks. Congratulations. a very emotional and moment for you. Uh, your reaction?
3: Well, I'm absolutely stunned. It is fantastic to see all of my family who were there with me then and my very close friends uh, here with me today when I've topped the poll. And I've got the, the biggest result uh, the, ever since Bill Murphy in North Clare. Getting elected with a surplus was absolutely fantastic. When you think of the background that I came from in politics and where I came from in terms of starting from such a low base and building my way up along, uh, being successful just about in 2004, and making it in such... But well, that t- is the one fashion.
4: after we got married. Um, the two of us worked what, highest... day and night for that election. I, my, even my dad came down for a week's holidays and drove Martin and myself for the week. And if we canvass in an election, you're go, everything's going well, but then you get so physically tired that you end up drained. So we went from that, and ten days later then, Martin topped in the poll. So that was just... The day you topped in the poll... I don't know whether that day or the day Martin getting elected to the Senate was my best day ever. That was more important than the day we got married. Like, just That was the buzz and the high of that because there had been local issues as well that he'd been involved in. So it was good to see that he. Eh? That was a brilliant day. Always brilliant.
3: The one thing I want to say is my campaign team is small. It comprises of a small, dedicated core group of people, and I want to thank each and every one of them because this is a vindication and a, a voter confidence in how they do their business as well. I want to thank my family, uh, my mother, my father, my brother. I want to thank my wife's family, but most importantly, I want to thank my wife, breach who has been there with me right through, uh, on the doors practically every evening. Uh, campaigning should go to work in the morning, come home, have something to eat, and then start driving me because, as the people know, I don't drive. So, in order to get me to be, you know, I need to be driven. And this result is as much a credit to her and to my family and to her family as it is to me. Okay,
1: thank you very much for that, Martin. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, John, you heard no. it there. A very shocked but a very grateful, uh, Martin Conway, When the question of having children came up for Martin and Breach, they sought to find out more about the chances of Martin's condition being passed on and about what Martin went through as a baby.
0: My wife and I don't have any children at the moment, but were we to have children, it would be a 50-50 chance whether I pass on the same condition. Uh, I have one brother, Brian, and he doesn't suffer from eyesight difficulties, so the one and two rule kicked in in our particular case it would always be a nervousness that if my wife, Breach and I do have children, that they will have the difficulties. But, you know, I suppose I just have to go with the belief that things are improving and every year there's advances in optamic technology and things are improving and that a baby, if one was to come along, would have a better chance than I had, who didn't have a bad chance either, but certainly I had a better chance than my father.
4: Obviously, over the last number of years, Martin has been more curious about what happened in the past and how, I suppose, it came about that he had so many operations. And he just was curious about it. And sometimes in families, things happen and everyone wants to move on. In other words, Martin was dealt with as a child, and now let's get on with living life in in the current. And I suppose maybe because as well... Being married to me as well, we were more curious what happened as a baby, and including we visited Martin's eye specialist to discuss about if we children what's the likelihood of this th- genetic issue passing through. So I suppose maybe that's where the curiosity started. So Martin did talk to his parents about it, but there was not, uh, no sign of any letters or correspondence. It was just well it was Mister Casey that dealt with you and so on. But then Martin's aunt Maureen was actually down with us for a few days when uh, Martin's mother had her hip operation. And we got talking and she had come across letters from her mother talking about how difficult it was for Martin. And and Martin did say, well, if you come across those letters again, I really would like to see them.
1: It made sense that Martin's grandmother be the one to travel with him for the operations, as she had trained as a nurse in London. She had a relation in a convent in Uxbridge and stayed there
6: while Martin was in hospital. The 7th of November, 1974. My dearest Carmel and Sean. Hope you got back all right. I was so sorry I couldn't manage the sweets as my bag was bursting at the seams with baby's bottle, napkins, etc., and I couldn't carry them in my hand as it took me all my time to manage Martin. Thanks for the nice thought, anyway. I had a lovely flight over. Martin cried a bit, but fell asleep after about 20 minutes. When I got to Heathrow, I managed quite well. She
4: talks a great deal about Martin's form and how he's happy or not happy, which probably emphasises that Martin was quite, I suppose, upset being away from his mother and his father. And obviously the operators must have been quite painful because she does refer to a couple of times about him actually being settled and so on.
6: I got Martin fixed up in the children's ward. They are in little cubicles and centrally heated. After that, I went to the convent, as I had to be back in the hospital at five, to meet the doctors and to give Martins history and consent for the anaesthetic. The nuns are lovely and mostly Irish. I have a lovely room and everything I want. Meals are very good.
4: She obviously talks about staying with the nuns as well. I was so tired, I went to bed at 9pm and slept sound. I asked the nun to call me for 7.30am mass and I asked the priest to offer it for Martin, which he did. Which again just shows a different probably time as well compared to what we were actually used to. And then obviously she mentioned that how Martin was operated at 10am and she rang the hospital at 12 midday. And he had both eyes done uh, and the operation was very successful as well. What else have we got here that's interesting?
6: I went into the hospital at 2pm after the operation and Martin was still dopey. I waited until he was fully around and I fed him at 5. He lapped up his bottle, every bit of it, and I put him back in his cot. As I left the hospital shortly afterwards, he was kicking around and chirping away to himself. I have to bring him to the eye clinic tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock to have the bandages taken off.
4: In the letter she outlines that Mr Casey offered the option of Martin and herself going home for about two weeks and then coming back to be checked up on. But again, she thought that the cost of this was too much and it wouldn't really work out. So she'd agreed with the nuns to actually bring Martin back to to stay in the convent for the two weeks while they were waiting to see Mr Casey again.
6: Anyway, I thought the whole thing out and the logical thing to do is to stay on. I talked to Reverend Mother... She is very nice and she said that she would help me in every way she could. So I will be taking Martin here to the convent tomorrow for the next fortnight. The nuns are on the lookout for a pram and I will have to get a few extra clothes for him. I hope it does not unsettle him again as he is in great form at the moment. Yesterday when I was in with him I thought he could see his fingers as he kept his eyes fixed on them as he moved them. It will take a little time before he can see properly. I will find out from Mr Casey tomorrow. I miss everybody, but with Martin now I have plenty of company. Take care of yourselves. Tons of love, ma'am.
0: My grandmother died in 2001 and I I found the contents of the letters um, revealing, to say the least. There were an education in terms of that period in time, thirty seven years ago, what had to be endured by my family to ensure that I received the most advanced ophthalmic care that was available at the time, the practical difficulties that were involved, just in terms of ensuring that a small baby of six months was brought to England and taken care of in England with no Ryanair flights at nine ninety nine. You know, travelling was a luxury. In our case it was a necessity but it certainly it wasn't something that was engaged in on a regular basis by anyone. But it was done because it was felt that it needed to be done and I was very lucky that it was done. I mean, you just have to admire my father and my grandmother for their tenacity and ability to survive. <laughs> Senator, good morning. How are you? Are oh, you not too bad. Not too
1: bad. How are you getting on? The members of Seanad usually meet Tuesday to Thursday in Leinster House from September to July. They are not directly elected, but chosen by various methods.
0: The Senate is made up of a number of vocational panels, along with university panels and Taoiseach nominees. Forty-three senators are elected through panels. There are six then elected through the universities and 11 appointed by the Taoiseach.
1: Some are sceptical about the role of the Shannad, with recent calls for it to be abolished. Its main business is the revising of legislation sent to it by the Dáil. However, in recent years, the Shannad has also been involved in initiating legislation.
0: I ran for the Senate. On the administrative panel, I felt that somebody with my type of disability with my life experience of living with 16% eyesight and being successful in my own walk of life with that, that I had the necessary skill set to represent that particular type of experience and transcend it into national politics. And that I felt that I could bring a perspective to the government parties and to stress test legislation from the perspective of a person with a disability.
1: Traditionally, the Shannad is seen as a stepping stone to a seat in the Dáil, or a place for TDs who have lost their seat.
0: My office is on what they call the fifth storey block, which is basically in the old building. And I'm on the fourth floor, so... um, we're just heading towards the lift now and just at the bottom of the lift there is a machine where I have to clock in so as it registers my day as attendance. Just go up to the office before we go on the order of business which is the start of the Shannon day. The day I got elected on the 29th of April last year I went straight away to the clerk and the people in Leinster House and I made them aware of the disability and that I would need certain supports, which I have to say were readily made available. Um, The following week we had a meeting with the IT people and we had a meeting with the Bills Office because unlike Clerk County Council, uh, where there wasn't a huge amount of paperwork, in this job, when you're dealing with amendments and very important amendments to legislation, that's going to affect the lives of people of Ireland and I am a legislator on behalf of the people of Ireland I have no choice but to have access to information it's an absolute critical must so they came up with a couple of proposals Uh, one was to produce the bills in A3 or the other was this electronic iPad now I looked at the A3 option which to be honest was clumsy the bills were very big and clumsy and it would be very difficult to navigate it in the chamber and it would be uncomfortable for people sitting around me. The iPad where the, the order paper was up on the internet that morning and the bills that were being dealt with were on the internet. And then I could scroll with my fingers and increase the print where I needed and to the size I needed. Now, I hadn't used an iPad at all up until then. And when I started exploring it, I said, if only I had that in university it would have made life so much easier. So you know, it just shows you how in 10 years technology has absolutely revolutionised the access to information for a person with a vision impairment. Now, I do know that I'm the first parliamentarian in Ireland ever to access legislation or the order paper electronically. And I see now some of my colleagues are beginning to bring in iPads that can see the benefit of technology. Now that the division bells are ringing and it's time to go to the order of business, make sure I have everything, my iPad and my notepad and my Byron, so ready for action.
1: The corridors of Leinster House are narrow with little natural light and lots of steps, which are a hazard for Martin. The walls are lined with portraits of historical Irish figures.
0: We go to the first floor then and I just cut over a short cut um, as opposed to going to the ground floor and then up the stairs. So effectively I'm eliminating the use of any stairs apart from about four steps, which speeds my access to the chamber. So we're now on the first floor. So now... I could say with fair certainty now that if I had to walk from my office to the chamber with my eyes closed, I could do it. All the former Taoiseachs were you were know, going along the Taoiseach's, former Taoiseachs corridor, and then back into the main house. You know, the former kion corners on the wall to the right, left, and the former go here looks at there, and to the, the right. And now we're we're effectively at the um, Shannad chamber. There are three doors in the one opposite us. Can only be entered by the Coherlacht. Nobody else. Uh, the one to the left is um, the public gallery entrance, and the one to the right is where the ordinary members of Sinn Airden go. So, how, how are you those? doing
3: now? How are you, Jimmy?
0: Um, and people saying hello to me. I know. Were, I will recognise their voice before I recognise them. I would know most of the voices of the, practically every member of the Fine parliamentary party. Before I'd recognise their faces, most of the time, unless they have a unique characterisation. James Riley, I'd always see him before I'd hear him because of his beard. But yet, the Minister for Justice, Alan Shatter, I usually hear him and recognise his voice before I'd see him. And somebody will nearly have to say hello to me first before I'd cop on to who they are. And um, it's taken people a long time, I'd say, to realise the severity of my um, eyesight difficulties. A lot of people now tell me who they are, they'll say, uh, which is a great help, that it's uh, hello Martin, it's uh, whoever here, Um, and if they know I'm struggling to realise who they are. Gradually people are getting to know me and I'm getting to know them. (music)
4: For political junkies like myself and Martin and Sean, and Martin's dad, like we, I suppose our whole lives is wrapped around news, politics. So the idea of, first of all, Martin even being in Leinster House is a big achievement for Martin's family and my family. And then the idea of being on a report is that's that's perfect for us political junkies.
6: Senator Martin Conway also spoke on the issue of health.
0: Um, I'd like to just reflect uh, for a moment and ask the leader, maybe he could uh, examine a bit further.
4: Next day, customers will tell me in the shop, oh, I saw Mark, now this is what he's talking about. I'd
2: be told about it in the pub, actually, if I went in, and, 10, and uh, I happened to be there, and someone said, oh, there's Martin on the television, and everybody looked round. You know, I, there was no-one looking at it before, You know, it would be on in the pub. And then... Uh, went To be over, did someone might ask? No, what did he say?
1: <laughs> Back in County Clare, Martin continues to canvass the local area.
3: Now, that's as I said, be ready for any kind of abuse. Can I have a couple of
4: That's top top.
0: Okay. Canvassing a new a state in Milton Malbeth this afternoon. A well, lot of time, if you get one and three at home, we'll be doing very well. As a senator, we don't get an allowance for an office because technically we don't have a constituency. Now, I represent the people of County Clare. And, of course, wearing my other hat, I represent and try and be a vice for people with disabilities. So I'm, I suppose, one of the few senators that actually does operate a dual representational role if you like but I do finance an office in County Clare and I do travel around County Clare particularly on Fridays and Saturdays Sorry I missed your Martin on
6: that
3: Oh yeah So we've got nobody in the first one so let's hope we do a bit better in the next one Hello nice. Martin Conway is my
0: name I'm a local senator, and I'm just calling around to keep in touch and see if there's any problems in the estate. This is my wife, Bridget. Hello, how are you? I'm hoping that someday I, I may move to the other house. I, I am building my profile, building my representational base, and um, I am getting an awful lot of inquiries and... Um, as we'd call it in the political industry, reps from across County Clare. So, you know, I went to service that and do a good job servicing it. Thank you,
4: oh. no. God bless. Bye-bye, now.
1: Martin is still settling in at Leinster House. As he continues with his work, he hopes there will be a place there for him for a long time to come.
0: Ten years ago, 15 years ago, somebody like me, wouldn't have had the opportunity to get elected to the Houses of the Oroctus. It probably just wouldn't have been possible. Today, I still think it's not possible for somebody who is deaf to be elected to the Houses of the Oireachtas. And I would like to think that maybe you know, the groundbreaking movements that have happened with the likes of myself, now a member of Shannadairn and hopefully someday maybe a member of Dahlairn, that maybe that will lead the way for... Other minorities and maybe we will see in spite of the difficult challenging PRS TV system which is proportional representation and single transferable vote system which is this country's electoral system uh, that you will see somebody from the deaf community and other similar minority groups will have their vice in the houses of the Aractus <laughs>